0: We hope you enjoy our homily podcast. Please consider supporting the ministry of Our Lady of Lourdes by donating to the Future Full of Hope Capital Campaign at lourdesdenver.org. We are so grateful for your support. Uh, After communion today, we have a, a second collection for the Archbishop's Catholic Appeal. And I just encourage you, you know, you might not be ready today, but take one of those yellow envelopes home. Pray about this. This matters. This should be part of your tithe. So every year I give to this. And here's the thing. There are certain things parishes do, and there are certain things we do as a local church altogether. Right? And so the pro-life battle, for instance, the way we win that is not just through argumentation as part of it. but We also do it by providing places where if a woman's pregnant and needs help, the Catholic church shows up, and we love that woman, and we love that baby. And we provide a place for them. Right? We educate future priests We have Catholic education all across the diocese. We have homeless shelters. We have all kinds of great things. And that matters, and you should really be a part of that. I give to this every year. I believe every Catholic should. So take that home. You can go online. You can donate to that. You can mail in that envelope. But this is something that matters, and so I really encourage you to be a part of that. Today I've got every week I'm like, I know I'm like so predictable. Every week I'm like, the readings are so good this week. And you're like, big surprise. Last week they weren't that good. I'm no, just kidding. But today, I'm just so excited about today's scripture readings. And brothers and sisters, I hope what you should do every week is you should go home and you should look at next week's scripture readings and you should pray with them. They'll fill you with light and joy. It'll make you like, excited to come to Mass and to hear the Word of God. Uh, they're just awesome. Today, what I want to do with you is I want to invite you into mission. I want to help you see the awesome, wonderful mission that we all share. Now, what this assumes, it assumes that you're someone who's already felt the joy of Christ. If you're not there yet, that's okay. If you're someone here today and you say, you know, Father Brian, I just, I don't know that I experience my faith as something really life-giving and joyful. Today's homily really isn't for you. I do encourage you, that's what your faith should be. Right, you should walk out of mass every Sunday saying, I feel like a new creation. And saying that the love of Jesus Christ is the thing that gives joy and purpose and meaning to my life. And so if you're not there yet, that's okay, but today's homily is not for you. And I invite you to pray about that, to ask God for that experience, to tell him, Lord, I want to experience my faith not as an obligation, but as a joy. Uh, okay, so you can leave now. Um, I'm just kidding. <laughs> and if you do, God will smite you. Today, I want to talk about mission, and to do that, we want to talk about a theological principle. There is this principle in theology that says, the good is diffusive of self. The good is diffusive of self. And think of it this way. When you have to give someone bad news, it's just awful, isn't it? If you have to share bad news with somebody, you dread it, it's hard to do, you know, I always feel bad, like I had to replace my battery in my car, and I just felt bad for the guy, and it made me think, do garages have someone whose job is like, you're the bad news guy? When the, whenever the, the, like, work on a car is going to be more than the person expects, you call them, which is every time, right? And so this guy called me, I just felt bad for him. But if you have good news for somebody, isn't it so fun to give that out? And when you've experienced something good in your life, the natural thing you do is you want to share it. So my friend, Father Joseph Lejoie, like his mission in life, other than being a priest, is to tell people about this beer called Big Bad Baptist. Do you know about this? This means yes, this means no, right? The rest of you can pretend like you don't. It's a great beer. And Father Joseph has hooked like all these priests in Denver on Big Bad Baptist. It's kind of fun just to have priests drinking that beer because it's a fun title. But he he brings it to people's houses. He tells people about it. And he says, I just love this beer. You've got to try this. And it's not hard. It's easy. Because he loves it. When you love something, it's easy to share it. Isn't it? I'm I'm guilty of this at Lord's. When I I love this place so much, I think so many of you have encountered Christ in such a powerful way. And I think you're ready for this. I think you're ready for mission. And when I come here on Sundays, well, I, I live here, not in the church, but over there. But when on Sunday Mass, I walk away and it's just, I love being here. I don't want Mass to end. I love being with you. I love worshiping God together. And I, I go out, and I just it's just natural for me to talk about it. I don't have to work myself up. Priests get kind of annoyed by me. We were, all the priests were together this week, and they were a little tired of hearing about lords. And I'm like, but it's so great. You know, I'm like the music's so good, and people really pray, and they, they want to be there, and God's doing such amazing things. And I was at one of the lunch tables with the priests this past week, and... Um, A priest from another parish, he's like really positive about Lords. And he was like, Brian, he's like, you've, he actually told me I have to write a book. He's like, you need to write a book about what's happening at Lords. I'm like, and I kind of just smiled and nodded and like, that's never gonna happen. (laughs) But it was so cool. And he was like, tell us, he's like, will you share with the table what's happening at your parish? And it was so like, I just love talking about Lords. And I've learned I have to dial it back a little bit. Because all the guys at the table were like, "Blah blah 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 blah," they have violins. Blah 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 blah. <laughs> you know, I'm like, it's kind of a big deal. <laughs> but I love talking about it. And the thing I want to invite you to is that, brothers and sisters, we have an awesome mission. And today's readings are all about mission. Today's gospel is where Jesus reentrusts the mission of salvation to Peter into the church of Christ. Nothing could be better than that. Pope Paul VI wrote this encyclical it's called Evangelium Nunciandi. And in that encyclical it said Paul VI says and there's been so many popes who have said this he says I want to remind you that the church exists for one reason. And that reason is to evangelize the church exists to evangelize what does that mean to evangelize in Greek it means to share the good news to proclaim the good news and if you have that love in your heart if Christ is broken into your life it's just so natural you might not be good at it that's okay you'll get better and I have to tell you, like, I am the worst evangelist ever. I know you don't believe me, but I have screwed up so many hundreds of times. When we get to heaven, God's going to play you the, the, like, low light reel of Father Brian, and you can be like, oh, my gosh. My first Bible study, I kid you not. So when I was leading Bible studies in college for Focus, Focus used to invite me to summer trainings to teach other missionaries what not to do. I'm not kidding, the true story. My first Bible study, so I invited these guys to Bible study. And if you're in college and you're like a freshman and you're, you finally made it to CU, that great Catholic institution, and you're like, you know, all right, I'm here, right? You're not going to CU you because you're like, man, I can't wait to find a Bible study. I hope some really overly like in your face Christian finds me and is like, you want to read the Bible with me? But I was that guy. <laughs> I was like, I found these freshman guys. And I was like, hey, guys, I'm leading this Bible study. And somehow they, like, couldn't find an excuse to get out of it. And so these, like, four guys showed up to the first time I ever led a Bible study. And they're like, you can just tell, they're like, how do I get out of here? And so we sat down. And I'm like, I'm so excited. I'm like, God's going to do great things. And I was way over the top. And so what I did is I opened up one of the most intense Bible passages in the entire New Testament, Hebrews chapter 11. And Hebrews chapter 11 is all about martyrs. (laughs) And I was like, I opened Hebrews 11 and I was like reading this passage and there's a passage in Hebrews 11, it says, it talks about these martyrs, it says, they went about uh, clothed in sheepskins and they hid in caves and dens of the earth. They cried like that. And they were... (laughs) And it says they were sawn in half, which is what happened to Isaiah the prophet. And I was like, and I literally sat down with these college freshmen and I was like, that's where we're going. (laughs) Right? Okay. Worst evangelization moment ever. It was so bad. But here's my point. Of those four guys who showed up that day, Two of them ended up entering seminary. They, they actually ended up leaving too. I don't usually tell that part. But, but they're both, both of those two guys are now, both of them lead Catholic apostolates. One of them produced that video that we watched today. Another one is involved in a huge young adult ministry here in Denver, and he started it. You never know what God will do. And you can screw up, It's okay. But if you have mission, you're gonna do it. And it's okay if you're not perfect because it feels good. It's like, Lord, I have screwed up so many times, but I love telling people about you. I don't know how people get through life without Jesus. I don't. It's, It's the best thing on earth. So in our gospel today in John 21, such a powerful passage, and there's so much to talk about. In this gospel today. But in John 21, we have the mission of the church. Right? So the apostles are fishing because they don't know what else to do, and, and they betrayed Christ. So Peter and six other apostles, right? They're they're at the Sea of Galilee in the north and they're fishing. And the scene is meant to remind us of the first time Jesus called Peter in Luke chapter 5. And so Peter's fishing, they can't find anything. And in the first time, in Luke 5, the same thing happened. Jesus tells Peter, he says, hey, put your nets over here. And they pull in this huge catch of fish. And so so much so, the boats are sinking. And then today, after the resurrection, the same thing happens in the same place. And Peter thinks he's done, he thinks he's betrayed Christ. Christ. He denied him during the the passion. And he goes back home because what else would you do? If you felt like you betrayed the Savior of the world and you were a total failure, I'd do the same thing. I'd say, well, Lord, I, I didn't make it as a priest. I guess I'll go back into accounting or something. I don't know. So Peter goes back and Jesus reinstates him in the same place. He says, put your net over here, and they catch 153 large fish. Now, hang with me. This is so cool. Why 153? I know what you're thinking. Jerome's commentary on Ezekiel. That's right. That's right. No, there's a bunch of theories. We don't know why 153 for sure. There's been a lot of theories. What everyone agrees about in, in this passage is that this is about the mission of the church. That the church, the net of Peter, is going to catch all the fish of the world. In Jerome's commentary on, the, letter, or on the, the prophet Ezekiel, Jerome says that in Christ's time, the Greeks had numbered 153 species of fish. And they're all caught in Peter's net. And I have one thing, this is a bit of an aside for today's homily, but I just want you to hear this. When Simon Peter, oh, that's a little bit later, sorry. Uh, So Simon Peter went aboard and hauled the net ashore full of large fish, 153 of them. Right, a symbol of all the nations. Although there were so many, the net was not torn. Here's an interesting thing. When the early Christians read this passage, what they tell us the word for torn is schizane, which is where we get the word schism. And the early Christians tell us that there is one net of Jesus Christ, and it belongs to Peter. There's one church, it is universal. And it carries all the nations of the world. Now I know there are some of you here today, I know you're not Catholic, some of you, and I want to invite you. There's one net. And we belong together. And I really believe that, and the early Christians believe that. That Jesus founded one church. And my one of my biggest prayers is always that we as Christians that, that we can be reunited in the one Catholic church. So Peter goes on mission, right? And he's sent out. Now here's the thing. Think about if you were the apostles. These are uneducated, normal men. And Jesus is going to send them out to say, there's 153 nations, right? 153 fish. Go and catch all of them with the good news, Right? The good news that people are loved, that there is resurrection, that Christ has made all things new. And I want to encourage you, brothers and sisters, you're a part of that. Imagine this. I, I told the last Mass, you know, we, sometimes maybe you think about heaven. I hope you do. Right? Heaven's going to be amazing. And sometimes I wonder, you know, Lord, after day like, you know, 18 billion, 365 million, after that day, am I going to be, am I going to get, like, bored of heaven? And you know you won't. Right? If the joy of heaven is beyond what eye has seen or ear has heard. Heaven is the best thing ever. But imagine this. I was praying with this this morning in my holy hour. Imagine this. I think there's one thing better than that. There's one thing better than going to heaven and having endless perfect joy. There's one thing better. Imagine if you make it to heaven and you walk in, right, and your heart is flooded with the fullness of perfect joy. And you see Christ and the mother of God. And then imagine that there are five people there who welcome you, who never would have made it if it weren't for you. Imagine Imagine if you were welcome to heaven by the souls that never would have found it that never would have found Christ if you hadn't have shared the good news with them. I hope for that. I hope for that. And I want to I hope I have, you know, I don't know. I don't want to be greedy, but I hope I have more than 5. But wouldn't that be amazing? And you spend all eternity with those people. Brothers and sisters, today, and this brings us to our first reading. our first reading, the apostles rejoiced. The Sanhedrin brings them up. They beat them physically, right? They get beat up, and then they admonish them never again to teach in the name of Christ. And in Acts chapter 5, it says the apostles rejoiced. Because they had been found worthy to suffer for the sake of the name, it sounds just like that beatitude, doesn't it? In Matthew chapter five, verse eleven, which is just like Jerome's commentary on Ezekiel. Matthew five eleven, Jesus says, "Blessed are you when men revile you and persecute you and utter all kinds of evil." against you falsely on my account. Rejoice and be glad for your reward is great in heaven. For so men persecuted the prophets who were before you. I don't know if you've had this yet. It's never easy to be persecuted or have people angry at you. But I will tell you I've experienced this. There are times when people get mad at me because I did something stupid. I know it's hard to believe that. But that happens, and that's just my own fault. But when I have taught something that is the teaching of Jesus Christ and people get angry at me, I know it's for the sake of the mission. And it's a joy to serve the king of kings. And my mission, right, that mission gives me joy and purpose, and even when it's hard, Lord, I can do it because it's so good, And I want you to be a part of that. Now, when we forget this, brothers and sisters, when you forget your mission, when Catholics forget their mission, the church becomes weird. Have you noticed this? The church gets weird when we're not on mission. It's like having a bicycle that you never ride. Right? A bicycle is designed to go somewhere. The church is designed to evangelize. It is for others. And when we don't do that, it's like you have like a bike And you don't know what to do with it. You're like, should I put it on my wall? Like, what do I do with it? It makes no sense. When we don't evangelize, when we're not going out and sharing the good news, Catholicism becomes weird. And you know what happens. You go to churches, and where all the energy is, you walk in, and people are going to church, and they say, they kind of freeze, and they're like, they're in my pew. That's my pew. I've sat in that pew for 34 years. How dare they? When we don't go on mission and we lose the center of the gospel, we fight amongst ourselves. People leave the church and they say, well, you know, Our Lady of Lords, you know, they changed the music, so I'm going to become a Unitarian. You laugh, it happens. And people tell me sometimes, and they've missed it, right? The church doesn't exist. Music's important, it's good, it's beautiful, it matters. But that's not the centerpiece. The resurrection is the, the divinity, the saving love of Jesus Christ. That's the center. Brothers and sisters, we're about to finish our church. And I want to leave you with this today. We're about to be done. And you can learn how to evangelize. There's more I want to tell you, but I don't want to go on forever today. You have to learn the skills. You'll screw up, right? You'll go to a Bible study, and you'll be like, we're all going to be martyrs. You won't make that one mistake after today. But you'll make mistakes. That's okay. It's much better than never setting out. But you and I have to be on mission. We have to share the good news. It's the only reason the church exists. We're about to finish our church. And it's going to feel like we're at the end of something. Oh, we've been waiting so long and we're finally at the end. And here's what I want to propose to you lastly today. We're not at the completion of something. We're at the beginning of something. And I believe that with everything in me. And we're going to talk more about this as a church. But Our Lady of Lords has been blessed with tremendous faith. And when we move into that church, we're not, we're not ending something, we're beginning something. And now that our physical church is gonna be complete, the real mission starts, which is to joyfully share the gospel of salvation with the people of Denver, Colorado. And I can't wait for that. I can't wait. So Jesus, today... Lord, I thank you for your resurrection. that changed everything, right? The, The day that you rose from the dead, the world became a different place. Humanity rose from darkness to light. Jesus, you gave hope to all the nations. Lord, I wanna be a part of that. I wanna be on mission with you, I don't want to have my faith just for myself. I want to share it with the world. Jesus, today bless our church. And as we move back into our church building, Jesus, Lord, may we build up the true church, which is made not of stones, but which is made of hearts and souls.